something that is a passionate believer who is a purpose-driven person. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 7 from 36. Now, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. Now, then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, he went to the Pharisee's house, sat down there to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner looked at it well. He didn't say, who is a sinner? He said, who was a sinner? that he's moved from his sinful, his sinful nature to a certain position. So sometimes you can be described with something you've done before but as present you might not be that person or that kind of person. So there was a woman in the city who was what? A sinner and that woman is like me, like you. We were sinners before we became righteous, isn't it? So, this woman, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flags of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head and she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil what are you reading? Now, when the Pharisees, the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, he spoke to who? Sometimes, you know, we can speak to ourselves. As even I'm preaching, some of you speak to yourself. What at all is this man reading? So he spoke to himself, I love that, saying, this man, if he were a prophet, will know who and what manner of woman this is, who is touching him, for she is a sinner. The Pharisees used is the scripture use was. So sometimes people can describe you with your old things you used to do. Even if you stopped, 
he said to himself that this woman is what? Is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. And there was a certain creditor, okay, he spoke about it. I just want to talk about this woman. She was indeed a sinner. Some will say she was a prostitute. She was all what kind of person. And everybody knows her. She's a sinner. Probably the Pharisees that was talking has gone to her before. That's how you got to know that this woman is not correct. <laughs> so, he knowing the nature of what happened to that woman was surprised to see this woman pouring oil and wiping, kissing the feet of Jesus. He said, mm. is this man not a prophet? She know that this woman, she's doing her things to capture Jesus. But Jesus grew in stature. Uh, he was a nice man. The mind of most of us, our minds are not right. We can put and situate things in a way we think we used to behave. So if somebody used to laugh at people or people used to laugh at you at certain things, anybody who smiles somewhere, you think the person is laughing at you, isn't it? So, once you are around, nobody should laugh. Every laughter now becomes an insult. So, these Pharisees <coughs> saw that woman and said, Jesus, you know, some of, sometimes we all tell if Jesus was a prophet, couldn't he have known that this lady? It's a sinner. Mm. She said, the prophet, I know. First, you know, she said, she said, she said, she Jesus knew this, but I want to look at it in one area. The woman pursued Jesus until she got him where Jesus was. She has a passion looking for Jesus. All that she had, she got it. She sold it, bought this oil, and anointed the feet of Jesus. I love it. In other areas, the disciples said this thing should have sold, been sold and given to uh, 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 the poor. And you know who will say that? Uh, the one that want to steal part of the money. The woman pursued Jesus earnestly until she found him. As believers, our focus should be Christ. And we should pursue Jesus wherever he is. When you look for him, you will find him. The woman was looking for him not because he wants something from Jesus but because 
he wants to pour out all the precious things that he has on to appreciate Christ. Sometimes, if you don't know the kind of place you've been delivered from, you never you take it for granted. But if you know where you are and how he's brought you out, when you were struggling to come out of sin and somebody comes to free you and now you have power over that sin, that alone gives you joy. You feel like sacrificing everything for that. And that is how the woman saw it. She knew the entire city could not, did not respect him. The entire city no used her weakness to describe her. Even after she has changed, they are still calling her by that name. So when she came out, she was passionate. She wanted to do something. She bought this fragrant and this thing and poured it upon the feet of Jesus. And when they stopped, they wanted to stop her. You know what Jesus said? He said, this woman, she's doing something very significant. This woman is behaving prophetically. And let me move on. I love that. She also paid a price for her devotion, devotion when she bought her the best of what the best she brought. And sometimes we feel God needs the surplus. I have a problem when people think that the church does not need good things. If there's any place that need, that if anybody enters, will feel that is somewhere like closer to heaven, should be in a church. Not in a shop. Aside the spiritual atmosphere, there must be something that when you see around you, that should also tell a story. This woman paid the price. Christianity, there is a price to be paid. We always talk about what we want to receive, not what we want to give. But Christianity begins with giving. The scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave. That he did what? He did what? He gave. So, God is not telling us to give while he is only taken, he first showed us how to give and what to give. That you don't just give anything, but you give what is dear to your heart. Don't you know that giving Jesus was dear to God's heart? For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave what? His what? His only begotten son. Some of us have got plenty of children. And there are some who are bad. They give you trouble. I remember <laughs> somebody came, wanted, said, you want to give me his uh, <laughs> child. The reason why I wanted to give me that child is the child is bad. 
enti osofo ena ose de onye we don't give what we don't like to god god did not give us what he didn't like he gave his best Christianity is giving our best. It's a sacrificial thing. We sacrifice our life. The first thing you must give is yourself. It's not your money God needs first. It is your heart. It is your self. It is your commitment to him. With that commitment to him, then your money that you give will mean me will, will bring meaning to what you believe. The woman realized what Christ has done for her. Her sins have been forgiven. Now she can boldly walk and know in herself. That there's no condemnation in me. Even though others might condemn me, but in me I know I am not condemned. The most important thing is that to know inside you, if you don't have any condemnation inside you, let the entire world condemn you, you stand right. The other way, let everybody say, you are good, you are great, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are righteous, you are this, you are that. And there is something within you that tells you you are not, then you are behaving hypocritical. Because people are seeing your outside, but you are the one that sees your inside. The scripture says that, no man knows any man except the spirit of the man that is in him. So people can live. No, we are actors on this earth. If you look at how people behave, you may be deceived. A lot of actors go through everywhere. People are acting. They act to smile. Hi, how are you? Because of her money. She's been paid to act like that. After fighting and being angry at home with the husband and with the children, be mad, he gets to the table and sit down and put up a smile. She's been paid to smile. We can even act to pray. Praying not out of faith, but praying for people to see that you are spiritual. There is sincerity in your heart. It is Christianity is the heart problem. Giving your heart to God, serving Him according to your conscience and according to His word. People may say many things about you. But you are the best judge to yourself, not an outsider. An outsider may say what you may be living if you are living right with what is inside. But sometimes the outside, what, like Paul said, what I want to do, I am not able to do it. But what I don't want to do, that is the one I rather do 
there is something within. If that thing within changes, it also transforms what is outside. That woman had to pay a price for devotion when she brought that thing to Christ. We Christianity is free. But there's a price on it. When they say something is free, it doesn't mean it's cheap. Or very expensive, but free. Sometimes things that are free, people don't take care of it. They overlook it. Things that are free, people are not serious sometimes. Some people are not serious about, oh, I did free. But if he bought it, borrowed money from the bank, and buy, if you had borrowed money from the bank, and bought the chair you're sitting in, carried it here, and you're paying it small, small, look, you won't you will take very good care of the chair you sit on. When somebody comes and want to put the food on it, you don't need somebody also to say no. Because you know the price you paid for it. You tell, please, don't do it. Some of you even fight with the person. Because you paid the price for that. The fact that you didn't buy it doesn't mean that it didn't cost. That is how salvation is. Salvation is free, but very expensive. Somebody took your place on the cross and died. If you look at what he went through in the garden, he needed even angels to come and strengthen him. When he needed men, us, Christopher Yawano, to come and stand with him, I slept. And you slept too. But no matter what, when God gives you an assignment, even if men have to help and they fail to help, he has a way of helping you. Men failed, called Peter and his friend, those who said, who said the one who said, I will die, let's go and die with him. I would pray with me for one hour. The flesh failed him. Jesus have to go through it alone. And God have to bring, Father have to bring angels to strengthen him. That at every point in this human body, we need help and strength. Even Jesus. But when men refuse to help you, don't be bitter. If Jesus was not careful, he would have been very bitter towards Peter and his disciples. Then he would turn and be angry. You people say you love me. Look at how you are treating me. When I needed you for one hour, you failed me. Hey, Peter, you are not fit to become this. Away. He would sack all of them. That I'm going to, and your time is getting close. After he suck all of them, then he will die. And there's nobody to carry the work. But he had trust that look, this are human being. He understands them more than even they themselves. He knew man can be tired. He knew they could sleep. He knew that 
they would like to do it, but they don't have what it takes to do it. So he relied on the father, and the father brought help to him. That woman paid a price. She also positioned herself with great humility and honor. And she worshiped Christ. She positioned herself with humility. She said, who is this man? If I have bought the oil, let me give it to him. But to come down to the level of somebody's feet, anytime in Africa, you bow down and even hold somebody's feet, then you are bringing yourself under the person, isn't it? When you are going to visit a big man or anybody who you respect, you bow before him. Or sometimes we need some culture, you kneel before the person. Some, you sit down on the floor, not on the chair. Some chiefs, when you visit, you have to sit down. You have to kneel and talk to the person. It's all part of humility. And this. if we are able to do that to our earthly kings, our earthly fathers, when it comes to God, He doesn't want even a physical bowing. There must be. A humble spirit. Why am I saying this? To increase, to be lifted up, you must first humble yourself. God raised and God lifts the one who is humble. He increased somebody who is humble. So I'm talking all about this and they are all linked to you being increased. Humility is very, very important when it comes to increase. Humility. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So give me say, whosoever exalts himself will be humble, and, and who does not want uh, will be exalted. <clears throat> humble yourself. I've quoted a long time. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, he will exalt you. And he also says that you can humble yourself under him, then you rebuke what? The devil. To overcome the devil. The secret of overcoming the devil is humbling yourself under Christ. The devil don't know Christopher Yawano. He doesn't know anybody. He sees you in Christ. So when he says in the name of Jesus, he sees Jesus rebuking him. He sees the real Jesus rebuking him. That is all what it's all about. That is standing in his name. It means that that person that somebody writes a speech. He's not able to go to a program. He writes a speech. And somebody reads the speech on what? On his behalf. And said the president has said that. Meanwhile, he wasn't the one who read the speech. Huh? The same way, whatever the person said there in the name of the president carries the same weight. So, whatsoever you say in the name of Jesus, carry the same weight as if Jesus was the one saying it.
If we understand this, we will not sit down for the devil to tell you your prayer didn't work. When you read the president's speech, he said, oh, one of our this is the guy who I don't like him. He said, uh, district uh, uh, assemblyman, the assemblyman is the one who, who read the thing. If it's the president's speech, he was the one that should speak it. An assemblyman read it. It is still the president. Or, I hope I'm not wrong. The same way, if you stand as a believer and say in the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus himself requesting that thing. There's no way it should fail. Unless you are not reading it. Unless he's not the one who wrote it. You faked it. What is a fake message? A fake message is a message that is not of faith. If it's not of faith, then he's not the one who spoke it. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if God is the one who spoke it, it must create faith. If no faith is in it and you just want to excite people, then it's not God who spoke it. It may sound like the word of God, but there will be no power in it. You remember those ladies, those, those, those four, four sons of the, the one that would cast out the demon? I said, hey, look, we, they saw Paul casting out demons. And they went with fake certificate. And stood and they said, the Jesus, the Paul, they mention all of them, their names. So they say, go out. And the demon looked at them. He didn't see faith in their heart. He said, wait, they don't cast out without faith. What you've said don't have the heavenly backing. You've said it by yourself. So, you know, spirits are stronger than physical body. Anyone possess carries the strength of the demon. If you are also possessed with God's spirit, you carry the strength of the spirit of God. That is why Samson, how many of you have heard about Samson? Sometimes he's, when you see his picture, you see a macho man with all muzzles left, all, isn't it? Huge with all that. If I'm an artist and they say I should draw Samson, I'll draw him like me and put the Holy Spirit on his head. If it was his strength, when they cut off his hair, what have the hair to do with the strength of a man? He became ordinary like a man. The spirit that is strong in him, the spirit that rules in him, was not the one that was operating. Now, it came, he had to use his physical strength. And you all know that physical strength cannot break chain. You cannot chain a spirit. The Holy Spirit can just take, when you put a handcuff, the Holy Spirit just do it. He doesn't need any effort. He does It's broken. 
your time is broken. He was taken and was he removed his eyes. A man of strength but couldn't control his appetite and that is how it comes. If you are born again, control your appetite. For the devil, when he catch you first, he will remove your eyes. He will take away your vision. He will discourage you. The way he will disgrace you, you can't rise up again. We have an enemy. The woman humbled herself. And do you know, her name is written. I'm preaching about a woman they call a sinner. There were people who were more righteous than this woman. Their name is not found here. This is the so-called prostitute. And I've taken a whole Sunday with all of you sitting down talking about this woman. She humbled herself and today God has exalted her. That's why I'm preaching about her today. She is. She positioned herself with great humility and I believe that if we want to increase one of the things you need to do is to position yourself well. Say, position yourself. You see, people don't know how to position themselves. Football. Oh, you see, you're, like, <laughs> you're laughing at Ghana. Don't, don't laugh at Ghana. There's hope for us. There's hope for Ghana. <laughs> Football. People must learn how to position. There are some people, they know how to position themselves. Where the ball before you see the ball is there. And he's gone there, straight inside the goal. Now, I have played football small. I was a very good goalkeeper. And my eye... We played with a village, from village to village. They brought all their champions, they were playing, and they played, uh, when they kick, I catch it then, they thought I was using juju. I wasn't using juju. It's just that my reflex were very good. Then, when I held the ball, they came, the guy, one of them came and held me. He said, hey, my answer back Very good goalkeeper. But you need to position yourself well. And when they play the ball, I know where I can stand. That can give me the opportunity to be able to defend the entire post. If I stand at a certain angle, certain angle of your weakness, they will score you from a certain area. Learn how to position yourself. You are surprised I said I was a footballer. I was a goalkeeper and I played to number five too. If you put me anywhere I'll play, number five. When I stand there, at that time, I frustrate all the balls that are coming. But that's a village football. <laughs> Sometimes you're going, you go with your ball. When they score you, you catch the ball. 
Or sometimes when you score one, you take the ball. Prayapon. We need to learn how to position ourselves in life. As Christians, position yourself. Even when God is telling people to go to war, he knows how to position them. He said, put this people here, stand here, do this. You know where to position. Christians don't know how to position themselves. Look. Position yourself well. You saw Esther? Is it the cousin? The mother died. The father died. And he stayed with, is it his brother or his cousin? Whatever it is. And that man positioned the woman well. When she heard that the queen had Misbehave and the sack, and they said they wanted to do beauty contest. She positioned her. She put her and advised her, "Don't let anybody know you are the Jew. Go and position yourself as a beauty woman. After you've got the position, then some people can know you are one. I don't even they knew it, and he was." The guy was at the gate, always watching and always giving feedback and making sure that the right hand is done. Position. For the kingdom, some of us, the moment we get some position, we lose our righteousness. And at the point when they wanted to kill the, the, the Jew, she didn't seem to care. Because sometimes when you are, you are at ease, you don't care about the race. And my said, hey, Esther, the reason why you are there is because of this. But if you don't rise up to do, God put you in that position. He took you ahead there. But he knows this man will hate us. He knows this man will try to annihilate us. He knows somebody is coming to destroy us. See, before the devil tries to destroy you, God has already positioned somebody there to help you. God is smarter than the devil. The devil tried. But before the man even came and tried to gain favor, God has already positioned somebody. He's not even aware that this is the planting of the Lord. He's came to destroy. When it came for this woman, when the uncle told him, he said, oh, no, he said, you can't go to the... Uh, you can go to the king and say, hey, Abra, now you are there. He said, oh, this is, uh, you see, this is not Christianity. Uh, uh, this is uh, politics. You need to play the game like a politician. Sit there. He said, if you don't help, you are there. What do you know? Do you know that you are there at this time? Maybe because of this, God took you ahead to give you favor ahead. You were not the most beautiful woman. Oh, God made you beautiful in the eye of the king. There were equal beautiful women that stood there with you. The king could have chosen them, but God placed you there. And the woman. But if you don't do anything, as for God, I know him. He has he can do anything. He position you there to bring help. If you fail to help, he will bring help. 
You are just an instrument God wants to use to help men. Everybody here must know that anytime God wants to use a God, you are helping somebody, your God is only using you as what? An instrument. But if you fail to be used as an instrument, God, ha, huh, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arrive from the Jews, for the Jews, from another place. If you fail to do it because you think you are in that position, God will bring, after deliverance, he will bring it. It's not you, so don't become pompous and think because of your position, if you don't do anything, nothing can happen in the kingdom. No, it's a lie. That's oh, your prophet. Hey, oh, if you try me, I won't prophesy. Hey. If you're the one who holds the Holy Spirit in your pocket, and the Holy Spirit is only in your pocket, if all like, you bring it out for him to speak, anytime you don't like you put it into your pocket, then you can do that. You will be surprised that God will bypass you and use a small boy, somebody you don't res- nobody respect, to do the same thing and greater and mightier thing than what you. So whenever God gives us work to do, do it. Jesus said this woman was preparing for her barrier. If she had refused, God would have chosen another person. Because he knew, God knew that they won't have time to anoint Jesus the day he died. They will rush him. And go and bury him without the anointing. So the anointing was done ahead of time. The morning when the women were going to anoint, by the time they went there, she was, he, was, he was up and gone. If God put something in your heart, do it. If you don't do it, he has the ability to choose another person. To perform it. And that is what he said. That he said, if you don't do it, let's look at that scripture before I end. I'm ending it. Esther. For if you remain completely silenced at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place but you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Tell somebody, I am in this church for such a time as this. I have a role to play. And I believe as we do that, we will all increase. If everybody plays the little place God has placed, position you, and you just do your little thing around you, the church is going to increase greatly. We may not all do the same thing at the same time. Some will contribute in finance. Some don't have money to give, but they have sometimes even a smile just to Give somebody. And that God will position you there to smile to people who need the smile. Some need, you have care, you care for people. And he placed you there. So that when people, you don't, they don't need to come and ask you. You are there looking at this person. Why is that she's quiet after closing? Standing there, very dejected. Oh, hello, how are you? What is wrong? She said, Today, I don't feel this. Other. Oh, come on. 
God is that you encourage the person, the person have favor, uh, uh, courage in you, and share his uh, whatever in her heart. You pray with that person, and she's very happy. You've helped the person. Sometimes it's not something too big. Whatever God wanted to do, he places in everybody. Look, what this church needs is already here. Whatever we need to fulfill the vision and the mission of this place, God has given it to everybody here, people here. If we all do our part, you will see greater things happening. What we need in Ghana is here. Don't look afar. Is there. If we all do what we ought to do, evil will come down. Righteousness will be lifted. I want us to do our position. Position yourself well. Humble yourself and position yourself well. And God will bless you and your family. Amen and amen. <laughs>